If you have your Bibles, open them up to Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Now, I want to encourage all of you. We, we have a prayer conference call every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. The Holy Spirit is moving in a powerful way on those prayer calls. The phone number is on the website, or if you would like that number, just come up to, to any of us. We will give you that number. But uh, prophetic words, gifts of the Spirit. Uh, Nancy Turner's heading it up. She's doing an amazing job on it. And, and people, I mean, are being healed. So get ready. I absolutely agree with what Carol said. There is, there is an atmosphere of miracle signs and wonders building in this place. There is something supernatural happening. And this message I want to give you today is another key to how we're going to do that. So Amos 3.3, to start off. And it says, Can two walk together? Unless they are agreed. Now go down the road in the New Testament to 2 Corinthians 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And just one verse I want to read. Uh, Verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14 here. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. Hallelujah. Hey, by the way, we want to welcome all the visitors that are here. I always say it, you're a visitor one time, after that, you're family. Amen? We hope you enjoy your time. We, we love to promote an atmosphere of the liberty of the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen? So we're glad to have you with us. Um, so here we go. 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen says these words, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the, underline it, communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I love how how Paul just wrapped that 2 Corinthians, that letter up with communion. It is the will of God for us to have communion with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today I want to talk about a powerful spiritual law. And when used properly, it will release the impossible in your life. It will release miracles, signs, and wonders in your life, not just in yours, but in those that you minister to. How many of you would love to to release miracles, not in your own life only, but in those that you're around? At the workplace, wherever you are. Walmart, come on somebody. VGs, wherever you're going. I want to talk about the spiritual law of the power of agreement. The power of agreement. I'm going to be talking about different aspects of the power of agreement that I I hope gives you a better and a clear understanding of why it is so important. It's impossible for someone to walk together or to be in agreement uh, without being able to walk together in agreement. Have you figured that out yet in your life? The Word of God tells us that we as Christians are to walk by faith and not by sight. And the only way then to walk in agreement with God is through faith. Amen? See, doubt and unbelief in your life will bring a division. It will short-circuit the power of God in your life. It will short-circuit the anointing of God from flowing in your life. It will cause a division of that pipeline of the anointing. Now, what's interesting, division, division, two. The word die means two. uh, Two visions. We need to have the same vision as the Lord in our life for us to walk in His power. Amen? Amen? Now, here we go. The definition of agreement. Listen to this. The definition of agreement is harmony or accordance in opinion or a feeling. A position or result of agreeing, I like this, a negotiated and typically legal binding agreement between parties as to a course of action, the absence, or inca- uh, the absence of incompatibility between two things, or a consistency. If you are a Christian today, I want you to know that you have a legal binding agreement with your Heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's called a covenant agreement. And now a covenant, as I mentioned before, a covenant is a two-way street. Your Heavenly Father provides you with blessings through Jesus, but He expects you, listen to this, to have faith and believe what He did, believe what He says, and to present your body as a living sacrifice to Him, which is accept, holy and acceptable. It's your, what the Word says, reasonable service. 
right? So God wants to use us so his kingdom can flow through us to the world we impact around us. Amen? Now, I find it interesting that 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it does say uh, communion with the Holy Spirit be with you all. Oh, we're going to dig here. Listen to this. The definition of the word communion, I love this, is the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts or feelings. Especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. Now, I want you to notice in that how the word sharing, it's a sharing or an exchanging of those thoughts and those feelings. You see, communion with the Holy Spirit means, means a communication union. Communion. Communication union. A two-way street of communication between you and the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me, somebody? Come on. This, this, see, this, this is the kind of message that needs to get deep down in our heart. Because the Holy Spirit, see, we always, in prayer, we always want to be the ones talking, but the Holy Spirit wants to speak back to you. It's, it's said here that communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That communication union, a two-way street. It's a building, it's a building, it's building a deep spiritual and emotional union with the Holy Spirit. You see, here's what you got to understand. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, I'm not talking about... When I say person, the definition of a person does not mean flesh and blood. You understand that. Here's what it means. A person has mind, will, and emotions. A mind, will... Well, the Holy Spirit has all of that, right? So that's why the Holy Spirit is a person, And the same communication rules that you use with your spouse or anybody is the same communication rules that you can use or you need to use with the Holy Spirit. Amen? See, it's that meaningful relationship, that union or agreement with Him that will release the power of God in your life and in your ministry. All right? So you need to know this about agreement. Agreement with someone or something, it's a spiritual thing. Agreement takes place in your heart, not in words only. Have you ever had someone agree with you before, but you know they didn't agree with you one bit in their heart? It wasn't true. Sure, they said the right words, but there really wasn't agreement on it, right? Well, listen to this. Jesus said the Pharisees would pray using the right words, but their heart was far from him, right? There was a disconnection between the words and the condition of the heart. Go with me to Mark 11. Let me show you this. Mark 11. I'm building my case here. I'm building a foundation here about the power of agreement. It's so powerful. It's a spiritual law. All right? Mark 11, 22 through 24. I love this this passage of Scripture. I'll probably bring it up a lot. Within the next 50 years, I'll be at this church, right? All right? So... Mark 11, verses 22 through 24. It says, So Jesus answered and said, said to them, Have faith in God. Or literally in the original, it means have the God kind of faith. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Beautiful passage there, isn't it? It's showing a spiritual law. I want you to notice what Jesus was saying here. He's saying the mountain in your life, the mountain will not be removed. It will not be cast into the sea uh, and it will not obey your spoken words if you have doubt in your heart. So notice, you can speak the words, but if there's not faith attached to it, it it means nothing and there's no power in it. Are you following me? All right. So there's a disconnection. So this verse points out the fact that you can speak words and if there's a disconnection between the heart and, and, and your faith, it's powerless. Now, 
I, there's a scripture that says this, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, listen to me very carefully, because when I first read that, I thought, oh, wow. So words, if you speak it, you must believe it because it's the abundance of your heart. But listen to this. The Holy Ghost said this. He said, you can speak something out of your heart, but that doesn't mean that faith are, is connected to those words. Man, this is good, guys. I always thought, well, if they're speaking it, it must be the, right? Well, it means they're in their heart, but what's connected to it? Faith or unbelief? Faith or doubt? All right? So the power of our spoken words is when we truly have faith and believe in what we are saying will come to pass in our life. Mm, agreement between, uh, between the faith in your heart and the spoken words. Now, verse 24, I love that Jesus just, just didn't stop. He goes and talks about our, the importance of the prayer life with the spoken words and having faith. Verse 24 drives home the point about prayer. Whatever you ask when you pray, not before you pray, not even after you pray, but at the point of when you pray for that thing. Are you following me? When you pray for that thing, believe that you receive them. And at that point, when you're asking, when you pray, you will have the answer or the manifestation of that. Now, here's where so many Christians give up. Man, they give up right before breakthrough. They pray and they don't see something immediately. Why? Here's the addiction of Christians. The addiction to the natural realm. It's the addiction to the, oh, if I don't see it with my natural eye, right when I prayed, well, it must not be happening. No, what it's talking about, believe that you receive them. You believe that something's happening in the spiritual realm. Because we talk about it all the time, and I'm going to drive this thing home, man. That the natural is a picture of what's going on in the spirit realm. You want to shift the natural realm and what you see? You've got to do something in the spirit realm. All right? So, just as, uh, faith, just as faith is of the heart, agreement or a lack of agreement takes place in the heart as well. So, here, here's what I want to show you something about the definition of agreement. Here's what jumped out to me. Man, this is good. What jumped out to me about the definition of agreement is the word harmony. Say harmony. harmony. Now, the definition of the word harmony is a combination... All my music people out there. A combination of simultaneously sounded musical notes to produce chords and chord progressions having a pleasing effect. Now listen to this. What's deep and interesting about the Word of God, it says that the Word of God, and I'm trying to find this. I saw it on, on Daystar. Someone was preaching. I'm like, Lord, where is this thing? I'm going to mention it. I know it's in there. But one of the original uh, words... It talks about our life being a song. Our life being a song. You know that Casting Crown song, Let My Life Song Sing to You? What's interesting is science has proven that the energy and vibration of our cells and our physical body that God created creates vibration. Create song. Are you hearing me? When you turn your radio on and you listen to a song, what is it? It's vibrations. And your eardrum is interpreting it. Your life that you live is a song either to the Lord or to the enemy. Oh, my. Now, here. Now, this is, this is the kind of stuff that we're going to get into on the Deeper Waters uh, training classes. I want, we're going to get into some deeper teachings about So I'm just giving you a little bit of a taste of it. Amen. Uh, but here's, here's another thing. It's interesting that everything on this earth in the natural that's, that God created has vibration. It, it lets off a song. Has anybody ever heard of the voice or, or the, the verse that says that if you don't praise God, the rocks will cry out. The heavens declare the glory of God. It's proven fact, NASA, it's proven fact that there is a song, there is vibration, there is a hum, there's music in the heavens because, in given the glory of God. Are you hearing me, somebody? My, man, we're going deep here. And you ever hear someone when you walk into a home where something bad happened or something and you hear the phrase of someone saying this, man, if these walls could talk. 
they are talking. That's why, come on somebody, when something evil or something happens in a home, that's why demons can get permission by that person to come into a home. And that's why, come on, uh, um, uh, poltergeist spirits, this stuff is real. But, but the beautiful thing is just as someone can let the evil in, you can create an open heaven and a portal for the presence and glory of God and for God's angels in your life. Are you hearing me, somebody? Man, this is good. Oh, my. So you are a song. And it's no coincidence that the Word of God says in Ephesians 5, 19 through 20, to sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. In doing that, you will get and stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to this. The word confession means to agree with or to say the same thing as. All right? Many of you, when you hear the word confession, many of you people, uh, you know, you just think, oh, you know, you're... Um, you know, you're confessing to something wrong, blah, blah. But here's what it means. To agree with or to say the same thing as. When we speak, when we confess the word of God, we are in agreement with our heavenly father. Are you hearing me? We are, here it is, we are harmonizing with him. We are saying the same thing as him. Now, here's the thing. I used to think that you had to walk around all the time and, and if you were going to speak scripture, you got to memorize it and you have to say the exact verse or it's null and void, right? Like if you're going to speak a scripture or something and, and you're like, oh no, what, you know, where is that scripture at? Oh, well, this is going to be void because I don't remember where it's at in the Bible. That's not what it's saying at all. It means simply this, to say the same thing as. So let your speech say the same thing as the word of the living God. Are you hearing me, somebody? That's where the power is at. There is nothing more powerful than agreeing with the word of God and the Holy Spirit. And think about it. When you are agreeing with them, you're agreeing with heaven. On earth, Jesus prayed, on earth as it is in heaven. Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to agree with heaven. When we agree and say the same thing as the word of God, we are bringing heaven down to earth on here and advancing the kingdom of God. Amen? It is that powerful agreement that will change the atmosphere, that will create a a breakthrough environment into the supernatural, into your life. See, that's why the enemy is always trying to get us out of agreement from the Word of God. The enemy's always trying to get us out of agreement from the kingdom of God. And he wants us to agree with the natural realm. He wants us to agree with our problems. He wants you to get speaking negatively. Instead of taking hold of the spiritual truth and reality in the realm of the spirit. This is what the enemy does not want to come out of your mouth. Because he knows the power in it. Amen? Go with me to Matthew chapter 18 real quick. Matthew chapter 18. Oh man, we're humming today. Amen? We're rolling. We are rolling. We are going deeper. So yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff I want to get into the deeper things. Things that I can't, from, on a Sunday service, get deeper and, and have um, some spiritual exercises that we can do to, to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the, these are the things that I want to focus on, on these deeper waters meetings, when we start them up. All right? Matthew 18, verse 18. But I'm still going to give you a good word on Sunday. Amen? Amen. All right. So... Here we go. Matthew 18, 18 says, Jesus said these words, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, this is a powerful passage dealing with the power of agreement between heaven and earth. Are you hearing me, somebody? I want you to notice that nothing happens in heaven. Nothing moves in heaven until something first takes place on earth. Why? Because Jesus gave us authority. Now, I know, you know, a lot of times, well, God's going to do whatever he wants to do. Wrong. He's waiting on you to do something so he can move. Now, think about this. 
what about that scripture that says, you know, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Well, God, just why don't you just draw nigh to us? He needs you to take the first step because nothing moves in heaven until something moves on earth. This is a spiritual law. This is something that passes many Christians by. So they spend their entire life sitting down, waiting on God while God's waiting for us to put these spiritual laws into action. See, there's nothing boring about the kingdom of God. There's nothing boring about the Christian life. If you're bored, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Are you hearing me? Because there is nothing boring about the kingdom of God. This is an exciting walk. Amen? Now, go with me to uh, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. The Holy Spirit and God's angels are waiting for us as Christians to come in agreement with them and to speak the Word of God. They are waiting for us to bind and loose. Come on. So go to Psalm 103. Let's talk a little bit about God's angels. Many people are are paranoid and freaked out to, to talk or teach on angels. Why? It's a part of the kingdom of God. We don't glorify them, but my goodness... They are co-laborers with us. They minister to you. They minister to me. Are you hearing me? When you're out ministering and witnessing to people, do you know there is a flurry of action of the angelic around you? And I don't know about you, but I want to do what I can do to help them do their job because they're helping me do my job. So I want you to start viewing God's angels not as a taboo subject, No, we need to view it in light of the word of God. Amen. Everything in the kingdom of God is fair game for you to learn. Are you hearing me? Psalm 103 verses 20 through 21. And it says this. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength and do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you as hosts, you you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Now, angels do his word. Angels heed the voice of his word. Angels are constantly waiting and listening for the voice of his word to get assignments. Are you following me, somebody? Now, here's the deal. So it says, look at this again. Bless the Lord, you as angels who excel in strength, who do his word. Awesome. Heeding the voice of his word. If you have a pen, underline voice of his word. Because here's the deal. I want you to know something. Who gives voice to the word of God on earth? We do. Exactly. We do. We as Christians give voice to the word of God on earth. We also give voice to his rhema or spoken or prophetic word on this earth. Now, follow me here. Are you ready for this? You ready to go into some deeper waters here? The point is this. Angels in everything in the kingdom of God in the spirit realm, they recognize the word of God, whether it's the logos word of God, the Bible, or if the Holy Spirit gives a prophetic word. When it's from the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? They recognize the the logos, the written word, and they recognize the rhema or spoken word of God. We release through the prophetic gift. Angels, listen, respond to our agreement with the word of God. Oh my. Angels, here's here's the point. We are the ones that put the angels of God to work. And we are the ones, unfortunately, that hinder their operation in the spirit realm many times with our doubt and unbelief. Amen? Both, listen to this, both the kingdom of God and the kingdom of of darkness, they are both voice activated. Mm. Say voice activated. Both kingdoms in the spirit realm recognize the spiritual law and the power of agreement and the power of words. Use them wisely. Are you following me? You need to start verbally binding and loosing. Now, some Christians hear that, the carnal Christians. I love it because, you know, they'll, they'll hear that and be like, oh, that's just ridiculous. Fine, keep on going with the next 30 years the rest of your life has been, right? No, no, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan, 
Both kingdoms, those are the only two kingdoms in the spirit realm. They're both voice activated. There's power in our words. We need to start binding and loosing. Bind the enemy and loose the power of God. Loose the provision of God in your life. Loose the provision of God in other people's lives. Come on, we need to use the delegated authority that Jesus gave us. Amen? But listen to this. Not just in words only, but in action. Say action. Listen to this. A simple act of obedience to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit will loose the power of God in your life and bind the enemy. Now, remember, this is a spiritual law, which means it has potential to be used for good and it has potential to be used for evil. Say spiritual law. I'm telling you, we got to become aware of spirit, the biblical spiritual laws and how to use them and how to activate them for holy purposes. Amen? It's time for the body of Christ to rightfully take what is ours through Christ and activate them in the, king, in the spirit realm. You know, uh, as I was writing this message, this was powerful. This occurred to me. When we're talking about obeying the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, think about this now. He gives us a direction, right? He kind of gives you some guidance on something. He shows you what to do in a certain situation and he leaves it right there. Now the ball is in your court to obey him. Now this, for some reason, this was powerful. The Holy Spirit will not force you or me to do anything. Are you following me? So all, whoever, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but in general, all you controlling people, right? All you controlling people, even the Holy Ghost doesn't force or control someone. He gives the direction and he leaves it there. He's the co-pilot of your life. You are the captain. My, my, my. Think about that. Even, that's some good counseling right there, isn't it? Even the Holy Spirit won't control anything. Now, demons and the devil will try to control a person's life. Not the Holy Spirit. He will give you a direction and say, ball's in your court now. What are you going to do with it? I showed you what you need to do. Amen? Man, the Holy Ghost is good. Amen? So there is power. So, so even just that, my point was this on that, is that the Holy Spirit shows you what to do, but he's waiting on you and me to come in agreement with that action. And that's what looses the power of God. Amen? Go to Matthew 18. Back to Matthew 18. Oh, we're jumping around here. I love it. Matthew 18. Uh, verses 19 through 20, I want to look at. Whoo, hallelujah. Now, I know there, there's a lot of things being said, a lot of deep things, but this will be on the, uh, the audio will be on the internet later. You just listen to it, take notes. But, so I know I'm giving you a mouthful, but hey, I only have you one hour a week, okay, right? So I got to give you, I got to give you some food for thought here for the whole week. All right. So Matthew 18, 19 through 20. Jesus said these words, again, I say to you, I love when Jesus uses the word again, and he's like saying, okay, I'm going to tell you this another way now. I really want to drive this fact home, right? Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth, not on Mars, not on Saturn, come on, somebody. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name with his purpose, I am there in the midst of them. Now, I don't know about you, but this shows me there is there, the power of agreement, the power of unity is a spiritual law. How do I know this? What about the negative part about the Tower of Babel? Man, they were trying to build the Tower of Babel to heaven, and God said, we need to go down and confuse their language. Because they, if they put their mind and focus to do something, they will do it. Even God had to confuse the language to put a stop to it. The power of agreement. The power of unity. Spiritual law. Good, evil. Use it for good. Now, so Jesus said, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, agreement between two Christians, that here it is. 
agreement between two Christians that have their hearts locked into the Word of God together is powerful. Not just someone who says, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. No, no, no. It's t- Remember, agreement is of the heart. It's of the heart. It's got to be of the heart. Sure, anybody can tell you they're in agreement with words, but is their heart truly knit together with you? This is what Jesus is talking about. This is the powerful prayer of agreement that Jesus is talking about. Not just some flippant, go out and find anyone. Oh, hey, can you agree with me real quick? They don't even know you. You hearing me? So this is the importance of having a prayer partner that you are connected with in faith, connected in with like-mindedness in the kingdom of God. We need to surround ourselves with people of faith that are filled with faith, that love you and truly take an interest in your well-being. That's why I love the, the prayer here at Living Waters, because these people, care. we care about each other, Amen. We can, and that's why, and, and that's why we're moving into the zone of the miraculous, because that love that Carol prophesied about today, the Holy Ghost through Carol, all right, about walking in love. The Holy Spirit even said in that word, "We're going in that. You're going in that direction." But make sure it's love, and it ties right into my message. That prayer of agreement, you have to be knit together in your heart with love with that person. That's, that's going to break free. Man, that's, that's going to break loose miracles like never before in this place. Um, so those are the people that are spiritually profitable in your life. They're, they're, I like to say it this way. They're part of your tribe. They're part of your tribe. They're part of your company. I love it. Uh, who was it? Some uh, the apostles were freed from uh, somewhere, a prison or something, and it said they went to their own company. Are you hearing me, somebody? That's why it's important. You better make sure that you're in the local church that the Holy Spirit wants you to be at. Make sure it's your tribe. Are you hearing me, somebody? All right, that's the importance, okay, because it's going to affect every area of your life. So to truly come in agreement in prayer with someone, you need to know what you're agreeing with and what you're praying for. Now, wouldn't it be foolish... If someone came up to me who I didn't know and they said this, hey, uh, do you agree with me about that? And they didn't tell me anything, right? Can I truly have agreement with that person not knowing, not knowing what they want me to agree with? Absolutely not, right? It, it, it's foolish for, for someone to think that that could happen. So here, I want to I kill a sacred cow right now. You ready for this? Unspoken prayer requests are unscriptural when talking about the power of agreement. Because you cannot have... Now, the best that you can do, the best you can do with an unspoken prayer request is just to blindly pray, God, I pray that your will would be done. Right? So that's why... but, But here's the power. The power in prayer is being specific in your prayers. Are you hearing me? Lord, bless this whole year. Lord, just bless me this whole year. No, 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 no. Jesus prayed this. Give us this day our daily bread. Are you hearing me? The power in prayer is being specific and knit together in your heart with faith with someone. So unspoken prayer requests, I mean, I, I don't want to be rude about it, but I, I, as pastor, I can't just let it go. We'll just say they are unscriptural. They are. Unspoken prayer. You can say, hey, I'm dealing with something. Okay, well, you know, we'll blindly pray, God, let your will be done. But, you know, uh, the, the better thing for you to do would be to find someone that you trust. Are you hearing me, somebody? The better thing to do, instead of keeping it in your heart and letting it stew on the inside, the better thing to do would be this. Find someone you really trust that you can confide in about that personal situation. I'm having this problem. Yes, I understand what you're going through. Yes, I'm going to come into agreement with you now to come out of this situation. Are you following me? This is some good teaching. This is some good pastoral stuff here, people. Amen? All right. 
So we want serious agreement. We want to activate that power of agreement. Amen? And this is why Satan and evil spirits are constantly trying to sow discord and offense in the body of Christ and in local churches. Amen? They know the power of... This is the deal. The enemy knows the power of agreement. The enemy knows the power of unity. And the enemy loves nothing more than to come by and sever that pipe. That's why offense rises up. Are you hearing me? That's, it, it's, it's so obvious. Especially when it, if a church is starting to move forward and do some great things, we all need to be on guard. Something The enemy is going to try to raise things up and try to cause chaos. Amen? It just is. It just happens. So we need to recognize the attacks of the enemy and not fall into the trap. Satan and evil spirits, listen, they know the Word of God very well. They, uh, and I'm going to tell you this. Ready? You ready for a slap in our face? The enemy knows the Word of God better than us. Okay? Let, let, the, the, the biggest scholar on the Word of God, that memor- the enemy knows it better than us. The enemy knows the spiritual laws better than us. Are you hearing me? So he knows when he sees a church on the move, baby. Come on. When he sees a church on the move, he is just like, I'm going to do whatever I can do to stop those people from going into the glory. Come on, somebody. Now go to, I want to show you, I want to prove this to you. Go to Psalm 133. Psalm 133. All right. So Psalm 133, it's three verses, and this is powerful, talking about the power of unity among Christians, among brethren, right? Oh, this is good. Okay, so Psalm 133, 1 through 3, it says this, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren, let's say Christians, to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil uh, upon the head, running down from the beard, the beard of Aaron. It's talking about the anointing. (laughs) Running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there, say there. Oh, a place called there. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life evermore. So these three verses are dedicated to promote and explain the importance of the power and true unity and agreement among believers. See, it's that unity, it's that agreement. It says that God commands the blessing. He commands the flow of the anointing. And it brings life. It brings life into your life. It brings life into a fellowship. Amen? So, uh, you know, let's take another look at uh, where unity was released. Go to Acts chapter 2. How can you talk about unity, the power of unity and agreement, without looking at Acts chapter 2? Mm. All right. Now, now, we know fairly well in any churches that we've been to, we know real problems and issues arise, so we don't make, take those lightly. But here's my point. We need to resolve them quickly. Right? We're not going to let these things stew. We're going we're, we're to, you know, I mean, there are some real things. So we're going we're gonna to resolve them, and we're going to put that pipe back together so the power of God can flow. Amen? We're brothers and sisters. Anytime you have a family environment. Hey, when you were growing up in your family, was there any problems in the family? Well, we're the family of God, right? So, yeah, we're going to... I'm not just talking about living lives. I'm talking about churches all over the world, right? As Christians. So, I mean, so we are a family. Amen? So here we go. Acts 2, 1 through 4. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all, underline it, with one accord in harmony. Oh, I like that. In one place. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The 120 people that were in the upper room were in one accord. They were harmonizing together in prayer. Think about this. 
When they started to harmonize, when they, here's what happened. I truly believe this. The Holy Spirit came when their hearts were totally locked in together. Are you hearing me? There was absolute power of agreement. There was absolute unity and purpose. And that is when the Holy Ghost came. And I love it. It says that, God, that suddenly, say suddenly. Man, I love suddenly miracles. I love suddenly encounters with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Let's go down the road a little bit to Acts 16. Let's look at another um, scripture that talks about the power of unity, the power of agreement. Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through 26. This is talking about Paul and Silas in prison. All right, look at this. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there's another suddenly. There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately... All the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. I want you to notice this, that out of the entire prison, two people came into agreement, praising God and praying. And everybody else benefited from it. Are you seeing this? Oh my goodness. This is amazing. So they were singing, they were praying hymns to God, and another suddenly miracle took place. Man, two people prayed. Just the power, Jesus said, if two or three gathered together, come on, somebody, pressing in to God will not only release miracles and deliverance in your life, but those around you will benefit as well. Let's look at another quick example here of the prayer of, uh, of agreement and prayer. How about uh, go to Acts chapter 4 again? Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. But another example is Peter and John. They were forbidden by leaders, by leaders, religious leaders, to stop preaching and teaching Jesus. So what did they do? Did they just back down? Oh, no. What did they do? They had a prayer meeting. Look at this. Acts 4, 23. And it says, and being let go, they went to their, there it is. Their own companions. The King James says company. They went to their own companions and reported that all the, the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with, there it is, underline it, with one accord in harmony, in agreement, and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before uh, to be done. Now, Lord, look at this. How powerful. Look on their threats. Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, come on, look at this. The place where they were assembled was shaken. Man, ooh. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Wow. Now listen to this. They were all in one accord in harmony in that place, and when their hearts were knit together, the place was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were filled with boldness. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, there's boldness to speak the word. Amen? He will always bring a boldness to minister the Word of God and to speak the Word. So are you seeing a pattern with these yet? The Holy Spirit is attracted to, the, to agreement. The Holy Spirit is attracted to unity in the body of Christ. Are you hearing me? And that's why the enemy fights it so hard. Man, just, this is powerful. 
It was shaken. Guys, this is the New Testament. This is after Jesus ascended into heaven. The same God that did miracles back then is the same God doing them today. Now, go to 1 John 1 8. I'm all, uh, literally, I just have one less than one page left. Stick with me. Don't leave me, y'all. All right? <laughs> okay, so 1 John 1. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. I want to show you something here that's powerful in the life of a Christian with the power of agreement, the power of unity. It says this, uh, 8 and 9, 1 John 1, 8 and 9. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. You see right there, there's no agreement, because God says that all have sinned and come short of the glory. So it says, if you say you have no sin, uh, you're deceiving yourself. So you can see, there's no agreement between you and God, right? Now look at verse 9. <laughs> if we confess... If we agree with, if we say the same thing as our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want you to notice here, Christians, forgiveness of sins. uh, After you're a Christian, you mess up, you do something wrong, you sin. Forgiveness of sin depends on our agreement with the word of God. Are you hearing me? That's where you say, God, I messed up. Forgive me. Your word says this. I come into agreement with your word of God. I have sinned against you. Are you seeing the power of agreement there? We're told to confess or verbally agree that we have sinned. Not to shove it under the rug. See, God wants us to be an open book. Amen? He wants us to be an open book and to come to him boldly. Amen? Which leads me to my final point of the one of the most beautiful miracles you will ever have in the power of agreement and unity. Go with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Your whole Christian walk starts off, is kicked off with this one thing. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. This is it. This is how I'm ending it right here. The beginning of your Christian walk begins when you come out of agreement with the world, when you come out of agreement with the enemy, and you come into agreement with God. Look at this. Your salvation experience is coming into agreement with God. Look at this. This is powerful. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. It's got to be both. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess, agree with, say the same thing as with your mouth, the Lord Jesus or Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart. There's got to be the connection with what you're saying and what's in your heart. Believe in your heart that God has raised him, Jesus, from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto your very salvation. Confess. Say the same thing as believing. Again, there must be that connection for you to get born again between your heart, the faith in your heart, and the words that you speak. See, we need to constantly be aware. We need to check our heart and and say, God, am I in agreement with you? Wake up every morning. Have, write, it, write it on a little post-it note on the mirror on your bathroom and say this. Be sure to be in agreement with God and His Word today. Are you hearing me? We need to constantly check our heart with that. And also, as a body of believers here at Living Water Chapel, let this church always be known. Come on. Always be known to be a people that are filled with the faith in the Word of God. Co-laborers with the Holy Spirit. And Christians always reaching for the deeper waters of revelation. Amen? And let's activate the power of agreement. Let's stand up in this place. That's it. That's what I have for you today. Amen? Oh, Father God, we thank you for what you're doing. 
Lord, this word, Lord, uh, it's a deep word. I pray that the hearers, Lord God, Lord God, that even through this week, as they go on with their week, that Lord, the points that you want to bring up in their life, the, the points that will be profitable to them, Lord God, the points that is their rhema word for the situation they're going through. Lord, I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation upon them. Continue to speak and minister to them. Now, maybe there's someone in here. Man, you you realize after hearing this message that, man, I've been in agreement with the wrong kingdom. Come on. I've been in agreement with the wrong kingdom. But today is the day of salvation. I want to switch my agreement over to God. I want Him to be my Heavenly Father. I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of my life today. If that's you, I want you to just come forward over into this corner. And after the service, I want to take the time to pray and talk with you. And you will get a new, a come on, a new birth day. New birth. The new birth. Born again. Come on, somebody. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, please don't leave this service without doing it today. Now, maybe there's someone in here. You got saved a long time ago, but man, it's been a long time. And, and you've seen areas of your life. You've been backsliding. You've been slipping. And, and you're realizing after this message that, boy, I really have gotten out of agreement with the Word of God in my life. I've gotten out of agreement with, with areas of my life with, with the Lord. If you want to rededicate your life today, just come forward over here after service. And I will stick here as long as you need me. And we're going to re- you pray a prayer to rededicate your life and get back in agreement with the Lord. Amen. Maybe there's someone in here. You're a Christian. You love the Lord. But you feel like something's missing. There, you, you, do, you don't. The power that I talk about. The anointing and, and ministering to others and the boldness. Maybe you've, you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. If you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, Jesus said you shall receive power. If that power is not evident, brother, sister, get in that corner. I want to pray with you today. We need that power, especially in this day and hour. If they needed it way back in the book of Acts, how much more do we need it today as the second coming of Christ is so close? And we are in evil days, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you need prayer for healing, or anything else, physical, emotional, you're going through a situation in your life that's just hard, whatever it is, you need prayer for anything, meet me over in this corner and I want to pray with you. So I just make myself available to anybody who wants prayer for anything over in this corner. Visitors, thank you so much for coming today. We hope you enjoyed your time. Come on back. Um, Man, we we love people. We love the Holy Spirit. And he is going to move in a mighty way. And by the way, this church, I, I've wrote down several things that the Holy Spirit has given me of, to do. One of those things is the deep, deeper waters uh, training and, and all that. But, man, we got I, I, some other things that are on my heart, for like evangelism stuff and all this. We're, gonna, we're really going to make a blast, I'm telling you, or, or a splash, if you will, living waters. We're going to do some good things. Amen. So Tuesday night, 7 p.m., tune into the prayer call. All you got to, you don't even have to talk if you don't want to. Just there's an anointing flowing, isn't there guys when you're there's an anointing flowing. Just be on the call, come into agreement with us with what we're praying for. And you have an opportunity to talk and, and pray for what you want as well. So, um, Tuesday night 7 p.m. Uh, if you need the phone number, come see me or anybody at the church or the website, livingwaters.org. Uh, Wednesday night, we have prayer here. We just open up the sanctuary um, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and we pray. We, get a, we have a, a little word here, about 10, 15-minute word we share, and then we just get right into prayer. Amen? And God moves in a mighty way. So if anybody needs to contact me, you want to get together for lunch or whatever, I love to have lunch with people. I mean, uh, if you guys would love me to, me and Marianne to come to your house and visit you, whatever it is, we are available. Amen. We're here to serve you. Amen. All right, guys, we love you all. Have a great week. Come on back. Holy Ghost is going to keep on moving. Hallelujah. God bless you all.